Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now, here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to the show. You're listening to episode 217. I'm Richard Bliss, your host, and I think you want to listen to this episode. We start off a little slow, but at the end, there's something way cool I think you're going to like. So we're going to go straight to our guest. My guest today is somebody who has been a fan of the show for a couple of years, uh, reached out to me and uh, told me just how great the advice my guests had provided that prevented him from doing a terrible mistake of launching a Kickstarter campaign when he wasn't ready. But then he went on to have a couple of uh, a successful one and now is about to launch another one. So I thought, let's have him on the show to talk about what he learned that prevented him from making those mistakes and some clever ways of making his last Kickstarter campaign successful. I'm welcoming to the show Force Bauer. Force, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Richard. I am thrilled to have you. You uh, you have a little bit of involvement with games. You are not a game designer. You are not a game publisher. You are a game player and a game reviewer. Is that right? Yeah, I do a little bit of everything. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that everything that you're doing. I've been going strong with the reviews for about two years now. Last year, we started to offer a free service to Kickstarter. People trying to realize their dream on Kickstarter because I realized that a lot of people needed these videos made for their prototypes. And so I started to review and preview those. And that was just met with overwhelming success, so much so that I had to start turning people down because I didn't have the time. And um, then I funded my game last year. I created a, a party game and successfully funded it. And So you, you are know. a game, a game uh, designer and publisher. Did you publish it yourself? Yep, we self-published it. We actually uh, finally shipped it out about a month and a half ago. It was about three months behind schedule, but... You know, we were still very happy to get it out, and so far the the finished product has been met with uh, with some a lot of happiness. <laughs> now, let's talk about this uh, project because you kickstarted this project. We're going to be all over the map here. We're just going to have some fun talking. Uh, you're you're a fun guy to talk to, and you got some fun things to to share. You ha- this game, you um, decided to market this. This is a question we get all the time. Should you launch a Kickstarter campaign during a major con- game convention? And you decided to do that and launch this during Gen Con last year, right? Oh, absolutely. And that was that was actually the focal point. We were we were rushing. We we're like, we want to get this so I can be at Gen Con for the last week and push this thing over the finish line. And it really helped. Now, there's uh, uh, there's some debate though that uh, you get distracted because you've got your booth and you've got your people are coming, and it really doesn't translate into pledges and backers because so much other stuff is going on. But you, how much money did you raise? Well, we raised 11000 of our $8,000 that we asked for. And, and Gen Con was central to your marketing campaign, if we were to say that. Yeah, the day before Gen Con, we raised $6. Um, the last eight days, everything was over 100 And then the day Gen Con ended and people had time to go through their bags and look through stuff, I mean, we instantly saw just, boom, huge spikes. Well, let's talk about that because did you have a booth at Gen Con? We did not. We uh, we so, kind of went in there just gung ho. So wait a minute. Well, I did. So so my listeners are like, what? Wait a minute. How could you launch a game at Gen Con, a Kickstarter campaign, and not have a booth and have that much success? What's going on here? What'd you do? Well, I uh, I, I killed don't, myself. Don't hesitate. Be oh, you got to own this for us. You just got to own this. Whatever you did, you just got to own it. 
we decided that the best way to do this was to get our game to the people. Our game was called Help Wanted, and it was an adult party game in the same ilk as Cards Against Humanity. So I was like, I am going to make goodie bags. So we got promo cards with some candy in there, and then I made a hand hand personalized note in a, a Ziploc baggie. And I went around Gen Con all four days for about 12 hours a day up and down the hallways. I didn't even do pretty much any activities or anything, just saying, you know what, I think those guys would like this game. And I went up there and said, hey, you guys, my name's Forrest, I'm interested. Are you guys in, into card games, adult card games? And I gave them my spiel, and it was just... Some people dug it, some people didn't, some people backed right in front of me. Uh, I had a couple, actually, of our biggest pledge level get picked right in front of me, and that was like, oh my gosh. So, and, uh, so you're telling me you got a, a bag full of these Ziploc bags, <laughs> and like a street dealer, you're going around Gen Con holding up this little baggie, hey, you want some candy? I got this yep. little, right? And, and you're telling me that people <laughs> took it. Heard your spiel, whipped out their phone, went on Kickstarter and went bam. Right in front of me. There was a QR code on the uh, the little sheet we had in there. People watched the video while I was giving my talk. Our video was was very well done, I thought. It was it was funny and uh, people instantly picked up the humor. Okay. I had artwork to show them. Wait wait a minute. You so you put a QR code on the thing so that they just zapped it and what what did the QR code take them to? Took him straight to the Kickstarter page. No way! Yep. That is awesome. Oh yeah, my gosh, perfect. that is awesome. Okay, anybody listening? Forrest was the first one to come up with it. Maybe you weren't, but you're the first one I've heard, so that counts. You're the first one to come up with it. That is absolutely brilliant. Forrest, I love that idea. So, yeah, we how, how many did you hand out? I handed out a little less than five hundred. Holy cow. How much yeah, did it, how, I, and so you, you and your wife sat around and stuffed little, what kind of candy did you put in it? Uh, we had to go the cheap route and even the cheap route was still really expensive. There was like a dum dum pop and uh, Smarties in there. Oh, I love that. I love that. I've done present presentations for years and whenever I ask somebody a question and they get the answer right, I toss them a Smartie out of one pocket. And if they ask me a question and I get it wrong, I take the dum dum out of the other pocket. So I love that. I love the Smarties and dum dums. That's a great, combo uh well this is this is i think this is brilliant absolutely brilliant and your game uh funded uh eleven thousand dollars i gotta tell you i am just absolutely amazed so now that was your kickstarter last year gen Gen con's coming up uh what do you got planned for gen con this year well this year at gen con i'm focusing less on the games and more on the game reviews what we're hoping to do is raise $400 and we're hoping to go to Gen Con and shoot, this is, is going to sound crazy, but a hundred videos at Gen Con previewing games, talking to designers, doing Gen Con after dark, all sorts of various different stuff. And the $400 will cover, you know, just what we need to get up there, gas money, microphone, uh, a professional microphone that'll actually work in Gen Con and, uh, and little stuff like that. Uh, and then, so the idea, so you're taking, you say you, you, you're referring to we, so oh, who's we? My editor. Okay. Your um, editor, the videographer Eric, guy. Yeah. Eric Baca of Bach Forest Games. We also run Bowers Game Corner, which is a weekly video review, uh, YouTube channel we do. We've been doing okay. that for two years. So you're going to, um, go and shoot a hundred video. How long are you going to be there? How long is Gen Con? 
four days. We're going to be there all four days, and that's we don't have anything else planned aside from talking to people about their games and what they're doing and all sorts of stuff like that. 25 games a day, and how long is each video? Uh, we're... Well, it depends on how long the uh, the person really wants to talk about their game, but I'm shooting for you know around the five five minute mark. But if somebody really wants to go in depth with the game and we have time, you know, I'll I'll let them talk. I mean, I'm not going to stop them. Uh, well, except if you had 25 a day, let's do 24 because I think isn't that easier math? I don't know. 25 a day and they were 10 minutes. That's 250 minutes. If they were 240 minutes, that's four hours of talking a day. Luckily, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing the most of the talking because these people are going to want to be showing off their project. But yes, I realize it sounds pretty out there, but it's we're pre- hey, we're pretty out there. Yeah, I'm going to say normally I'd tell somebody, uh huh, I don't think you can do that. But holy cow, loving that first story, loving that first story. I think that's awesome, and and I got to think about how to take advantage of that one. Love that first story. Can I tell a story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I call that ambush. That's referred, that's referred to as ambush marketing. Uh, you take somebody else's event, somebody else's project and you go and ambush it. And you did it in such a fantastic way that nobody could come along and say, Hey, stop doing that. Doing what? Giving stuff away. Giving, what do you mean? Right? You didn't overly, um, it's like at the FIFA uh, world cup a couple of years ago, sponsored by, I think Reebok or Nike, one of the other, the, the other one gave hats out to everybody going into the World Cup of the other sponsor who wasn't a sponsor. You know, that, that was a little in your face. In my case, I was going to an event in Las Vegas, 150,000 people, taxi lines for hours, and I was a tiny little company in Ohio. And I thought, how in the world am I going to get any attention there? Um, so what I did is I rented a fleet of Hummers. Now, this was quite a few years ago. So the, it, it was the big industrial uh, military grade, right? The big wide ones. Yeah. And I sent a postcard with the front of the Hummer that said, let me take you for a ride. And I, on the back, it had my cell phone number and a little message from me that said, hey, you're going to go to this event. You're going to stand in taxi cam lines. You're going to be bored. It's going to be terrible. Give me a call. I'll come pick you up no matter where you are. And I'll take you wherever you want to go. And I sent it out to all of the press who were attending this convention. There were about 800 press people, 1,000 press people who were (laughs) attending this convention. And I sent them this postcard before the show, before the event. And so then what I did is in my hotel room, my uh, assistant, we had a, uh, I think, how many did we have? Six or ten. I can't remember how many Hummers we had. I mean, we had a lot. And we then... Uh, put a bank. She had my cell phone with a two-way radio system that we rented. And then we put two-way radios in each of the Hummers. And then people would drive around and then she would just dispatch them and call, hey, where are you at? Oh, I'm over here at you know the Venetian or I'm at the uh, MGM. Okay, somebody needs to be picked up over here. And we did that for a week. Um, you know, it didn't uh, so what was I pitching? I had a new small, tiny little company at this huge, huge event. I, you know, I could have maybe bought a booth for $10,000 and had random people walk by. And instead, I had 600 press people and, and industry analysts take, call me. And I got to, uh, one of my staff got to take them for a ride. And we had a little spiel, little uh, thing that we uh, told them what was going on. 
And then we actually, back then, life was kind of different because this was old, old school. So we had a Polaroid camera <laughs> that actually put the image on a three-and-a-half-inch floppy disk. So when the camera popped out, it popped out with a three-and-a-half-inch floppy disk rather than a picture. So that they could have the picture on the three. And, I mean, you're talking, this is way old, right? <laughs> this is no thumb drives, no nothing. Um, Polaroid to floppy disk. Polaroid to floppy disk. That was advanced <laughs> technology. And do you know, I got 600 press and I got press coverage all over the world. People, uh, everybody wow. wanted to talk about riding in the Hummer at Las Vegas um, and how fun and cool that was. Because it, it was kind of, this is, you know, this is before... This is before 9-11. This is before Iraq. This is before Hummers got associated with IEDs and Al-Qaeda and all that type of stuff. So it was, it was an awesome event. So I love that kind of uh, – I got a book out there called Stealing the Show uh, on Amazon. And it talks about that kind of ambush marketing. I've got to rewrite that book and give you a chapter in that book. <laughs> that is absolutely awesome. Yeah, I definitely recommend it to people. But the key is yeah, you can't be bashful. I mean I – I walked up to probably a thousand people and a lot of people just said, no, thanks. No, not interested. Right. You know, didn't even talk to me. And it's it just, you got to have thick skin. You do. You got to have thick skin. Wow. And so was there a point when you were getting ready to do this where you said to yourself, no, nah, this ain't going to work? No, because I was, I was, we were, we were getting nervous. I mean, we had a, a day where we didn't raise any money. We had a day we raised $10, $6, $20. You know, I was like, this is it. We got to push this through to the finish line. And it, it worked. Wow. I mean, That's awesome. So in this case, though, this case, it's just kind of you're putting this out here and saying, hey, we want to go down to Gen Con, do 100. So what do you got up your sleeve for any kind of radical approach to get people's attention about this Kickstarter campaign? Um, well, I've, I've done about 45, I think, Kickstarter previews for games. A lot of them gotten funded. They've raised over $600,000. I'm going to be asking everybody. I'm going to send them all a personalized email asking if they can share it with their backers. I'm going to be uh, posting on my YouTube, sharing with here. How many? I'm talking about How many? Uh, 45 in the last year. Just okay. Kickstarter previews and reviews. Uh, you know what? Just go and ask them for 10 bucks. Don't even uh, ask well, them to share it. Just ask them for 10 bucks. Boom. There you go. Yeah, and I'm, uh, that's one thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm putting levels where they can sponsor stuff and sponsor videos and that sort of thing. And um, we're so, open for $400. We can get it done. Oh, I think you can get it done. That shouldn't be too hard. I do have a question. Uh, have you looked at something called Patreon? Have you heard about Patreon? No. What is Patreon? Patreon is a new crowdfunding uh, platform popped up about eight months ago. And what it does – because you're putting out your uh, board game reviews no matter if people pay you or not, right? Yeah, I just do it for fun. All right, you do it for fun. What Patreon does is it allows – it comes from the concept of patron, a patron, um, a patron that sponsors somebody. So if you go out to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, I've talked about it briefly. I've had somebody from Patreon on the show just recently. What it is is that your fans can pledge per video. Okay, I'm going to pay um, – I'm going to pledge a dollar a video. So every time Forrest does a video um, this month, at the end of the month, my credit card gets dinged for every video he did to a maximum of, and I can set a maximum. Let's say, how many videos a month do you do? Normally about eight. Okay. So I'm going to say $10 is the max. I go out to Patreon. I go to your Patreon account, and I say, I will pledge a dollar 
an episode of your game reviews to a maximum of $10 a month. Okay. Well, now every time you create a video, you post it, you, you Patreon, it's still free. There, I mean, nothing's changed, but now I get to sponsor you on an ongoing basis for the continued creation of your art. And in this case, art is these game reviews. And it's kind of cool because now you can see your fans can start to say, okay, yeah, I'll, t- I'll chip in five bucks a month or 10 bucks a month. And you get 10, 20, 30, maybe 100 people. Now, 100 people giving you 10 bucks a month, and suddenly you have $1,000 a month to now really focus. And your, the idea here is that your art, in this case, your game reviews get better and better because you have a fan base that is financially sponsoring you. Now, what's funny is that they get to watch all the videos during the month and then they pay you. So it's, it's not like they pay up front and then get it. And people could cancel if they're like, okay, I didn't like his videos this month. I don't want to give him any money. They pull it. The point here is that it's not pledging to get something. It's actually getting something and then um, contributing to that. So you might want to take a look at that for your, for your yeah, next. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like something I definitely should be uh, a part of. Yeah. Um, Tar One, is that her name? Tiffany Ralph is doing a, um, a series. Let's just take a quick look since we're on the show. And we've got how much time we've got. Oh, we got a minute or two. If we go out to Patreon, we'll take a quick look here. Patreon.com. Anything in the last couple of minutes here, anything that we missed talking about that you wanted to mention? Because uh, I kind of got off on my story about Hummers and was uh, blown away by your, uh, by your idea. What do you got? Um, just I, I want to sh- really say kick track. Another thing that obviously people have been preaching for a while, but my kick track, I love looking at my kick track. We, we made the hotness and our, thir- our third day was actually our biggest day. And I really think it's something we're probably going to advertise on next time. I just can't. I got people to go to the kick track page and it really helped our project exponentially. Like our first day, I was nervous. We, we did not raise nearly enough in our first day, but then the name got out there and then we got on the hotness with the top 10. I think we we're actually on the front page and our third day was our biggest day because of that. So the hotness, let's talk about it real quick with the kick track hotness. We only got about uh, a minute. And by the way, uh, Tiffany Ralph has one out there. If you just type in her name, um, for board game reviews and she's do she makes $16 a video. Oh, wow. So that's, there you go. Right. From her uh, 12 patrons. I happen to be one of them. So it's something for you to take a look at and, um, kick track, the hotness, uh, Adam Clark, who runs that over there, uh, he set up the hotness not to be – it's not about money. It's actually about um, frequency and energy, how often people are commenting, pledging, uh, responding, updates. All of that goes into that hotness. So what happened was is as you're handing out these little baggies and people are starting to hit your account and there's activity happening on it. That's what drives it on the hotness. And then once it gets driven on the hotness, it becomes kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy is that people start to notice it. And then they go and pledge, which drives more of the hotness. But it's not just about money. Uh, It's about all the different activities and energy. That's why comments are so important and updates and those type of things. And actually, it was odd, though, because this was before the whole Gen Con thing. We had a huge spike when we got on the the kick track hotness and then just the deadland, obviously. But uh, the Gen Con was at the end. So I don't know what happened on the third day. I still don't know that got us there. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, we're out of time. All right. This has been awesome. I'm thrilled. Thanks so, for having me. Yeah. And uh, how will people find the campaign on Kickstarter? It is called uh, K 
Kickstarter Bonanza. It's going to be the Bowers Game Corner. You type in Bowers Game Corner on Kickstarter, and it'll come right up. All right, the Kickstarter Bonanza, Bowers Game Corner. You've been listening to Forrest Bauer. He's a game reviewer, had an awesome idea last year that uh, successfully raised some funding for his game. You need to use that. No matter if you're in gaming, film, it doesn't matter. What an awesome idea to help people be able to pledge immediately. Uh, I hope you've been inspired. I know I have, and I know you know I have because I'm excited about this. And don't forget to visit patreon.com slash Richard Bliss to go and pledge for the podcast to keep it going and show your support. Thanks for listening. Take care.